0: Do you possess this righteousness? Do you? Are you right before God? This is utterly essential. To grasp this, to grasp not merely that you have prayed a prayer and you've had your sins washed away, but to understand that what Jesus Christ is doing, even in what we're looking at in Luke chapter 2, He is fulfilling all righteousness. He is fulfilling the law that He might credit to you the one thing you lack, which is a life without blemish and without spot a life that meets the demands of God's law. You don't have that, and you can't earn that. Even if you started from this day forward to do your best to live as God has said in His Word, you would still utterly fail. You would fail first because you can't wash away your past, and second because you won't be able to keep the effort that you might give to the law. You're so filled with sin. Iniquity comes out of you as natural as anything at all. And so you need to have impurity to your righteousness. And circumcision was pointing to that. It was indicating, foreshadowing the need for righteousness. And Jesus Christ puts himself under this. And he is the one that's actually going to bring it to pass. The righteousness that, that you need. This, this, this is the privilege of the people of God. It's the, it's, it's, it's the grounds of their assurance. To know, not, not merely that my sins are washed away. Yes, all the guilt's gone. All, all the sin is gone. But then credited to me positively is this righteousness that allows me to stand before God and know that I am, as Paul puts it, complete in Him. I'm not lacking anything. It's not like the the slate has been wiped clean and I can start afresh and then try again and do my best to live as God would have me live. It's not just wiping the slate clean, it's wiping the slate clean and then giving to you everything needed so that you can stand before God as if you lived a full life without sin.